Have you ever wanted to fly? No, not on a plane. I mean, like out there in the sky flying with your arms or maybe with a little bit of equipment. What if you had the opportunity to fly like on a paraglider and then that paraglider collapsed and you had an accident when you literally are brought back to earth? How do you come back and make a difference? How do you come back and make amazing success? We're going to talk about that today. Let's go. What's happening? It's Robert Kennedy the third RK3. That's me. Welcome back to another episode of the What's My Story podcast. The store where the store the show. My goodness, I messed up my words today. The show where we go through pivotal moments in people's lives that move them to success. How I got from there to here. I know that I'm always inspired by people who have amazing stories of resilience and stories of perseverance where they didn't allow the things that happened to them. They didn't allow the circumstances or the experiences that they had that were tough to define where they went. But instead, they picked themselves up and decided that they were going to push through and make amazing changes and transformations in their lives. And the reason that we bring these to you is because we know that you might be going some, through some things as well. And we want to make sure that you are able to be inspired by these stories of success. So before we go into today's episode, if you want to know when we're going live, if you want to share a little bit more or hear a little bit more about what we're up to, how we can help you become better storytellers, how we can help you create more visible visibility for your brand and your business, then do me a favor. I want you to do two things today. I want you to text me, go to 410-936-4049, 410-936-4049. Four zero four nine, or you can join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. You can simply go to storytellersgrowthlab.com or you can search out Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook and we'll get connected there. So glad that you're here with me today and I look forward to seeing you in one of our lab sessions upcoming. Now, if you are driving and you're watching this show, you should not be. <laughs> All right. We want to make sure that you're being safe. And I know that you are gathering great nuggets from this show. So the audio version of this episode will be available on Thursday at 7 a.m. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. We release the audio version of the What's My Story podcast. But if you can't wait till Thursdays, then let me know. Do me a favor. Text me 410-936-4049. And we may be able to even give you the pre-release audio version. We're actually working on that. All right. So that said, I, I want you to really just join us as well for some of the other shows that we have happening on RK3 TV on Monday mornings at 8.30 a.m. We do the Monday morning get up show. If you need a spike, if you need a something to, to, to help you move or a little bit of inspiration to start your week, then you want to join us there because we share some really great tips really great get up inspiring messages that will that will get you moving throughout your week. All right, so let's jump to our guest for today. Our our guest today is David Wood and he is a former actuarial consultant, 
previously ranked by Google as a number one life coach, has worked with thousands of coaches, the author of Get Paid for Who You Are, and he ultimately helps people become the leader that they would follow. Let's bring to the show today, David Wood. David, what's your story, my friend? How are you doing today? I'm good, Robert. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here. So listen, before we dive into the meat of the show, let me just kind of ask you a an opening question. What is the most exciting thing that's happening in your, in your world right now? What, 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 what exciting thing are you doing right now? Well, yesterday I spent the day in prison. Oh, nice. Was, <laughs> yeah. And it was it was very exciting. We we drove down to Pueblo uh, to La Vista Women's Prison and we we spent eight hours training, training them in conflict resolution wow. and how to take the energy that's involved in conflict and transform it into something wonderful, like deeper connection and more intimacy. And we also had the executive director of all Colorado prisons drive an hour on his day off to come and sit in on the training. Mm. So that was that was very exciting. Love it. Love it. I love the way that you started out and added a little bit of pause there. I spent the day in prison. <laughs> yeah, <That's- laughs> it's, weird. It, it's weird saying that I said to a friend, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to prison tomorrow. And she's like, oh, that's so wonderful. And you don't. <laughs> You don't normally hear that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, listen, I, I, I'm glad that you're here because I think at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about your your background. And like a lot of people, there are some some situations in your background that were, were dramatic and, and traumatic in some ways, but also formed the foundation for some of what you do now. So I think one of the things that I that I want to talk about is you had a paraglider accident. Um, take us back to to that day, to that moment. What happened? Yeah, well, I was in Colombia flying and uh, well, actually, let's go back a little further. I was in mm-hmm. I've had a few incidents and accidents flying and I was in Bali. 300 feet above the ocean and I had a full collapse of my paraglider. So I was plummeting towards the earth and I didn't even realize I was in free fall because I was so hyper-focused on trying to get the wing reinflated because I knew that there was a big problem. I didn't know I was in free fall and about 80 feet above the ocean, I managed to reinflate the wing and then get back over land and uh, and then miss the rocks and everything and land safely. So I walked away from that one and it, I didn't give up flying. I kept going and then I was in Colombia and I'd had an amazing flight in the mountains and managed to dodge a plane and, and I'd come down and I had the uh, instructor's voice in my ear telling me not to land down the bottom, but to land on top of the mountain because it'd be safer. And I came in and I was a foot above the earth just about to touch down and a little bubble of hot air caught my wing and took me up again and back into a bad location. And I had a partial collapse and came in and fell about 10 or 15 feet onto my butt. Wow. And uh, that's when I fractured my spine and went to hospital in an ambulance. It was actually a really good day. I had a wonderful flight. People were looking after me. The pain was manageable. I knew I was going to walk because I could wiggle my toes and I'd had a similar injury 
earlier in my life. And so I actually had a really good time. But the conclusion, like the change in my life out of that is I decided if I'm going to keep flying, I have to watch accident videos. I have to confront okay. what's possible. Because wow. I never watched them. You, you never really want to watch someone, um, you know, breaking their legs or, or, or plummeting to the earth in a paraglider. But I said, you have to watch that. And if you're still willing to fly after that, then we'll take the best training that's possible and you become one of the best pilots in the world and fly as safe as possible. And after watching those videos, I was unwilling to fly again. I'm wow. Like, you know what? I have touched the sky. I have uh, gotten away with it. And it's time for me to keep my feet firmly on the earth. And I, and I realized I really do want to live. So mm -hmm. I also sold my motorcycle because uh, the statistics seem to suggest that that's even more dangerous than flying a paraglider. And I, if I couldn't justify the paraglider, I couldn't just justify the motorcycle. And I love motorcycles, but now I keep my feet on the ground and I, I get my kicks in other ways. Wow. Wow. That, I mean, I'm blown away by 80 feet from the ocean. 80 feet above the ground is not that far. No. So and you, you don't you don't realize what's happening when you do realize how close you are to the ocean. What's in your mind at that point? What, what are you thinking at that point? Well, there was no realizing that that's how close while I was falling. All there was was a hyper focus on the wing and doing what they told me in the training to, to get it reinflated. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I know what it's like to feel a stable wing. And, and this was like, I heard this whoosh. And it just yeah. tore in front of me. And I was like, okay, I'm in trouble. And yeah. I also had the instructor's voice in my ear because I was again on radio, but I don't remember hearing anything he said. He said that what I did matched what he said. Right. But I think, I think the benefit of all the flying was that I, I got to exercise my courage muscle mm. because it's incredibly scary to be on a mountain in Nepal with and, and even with barbed wire on the left and you're, you're trying to dodge that and then take off and miss the trees on the right and then once you're up you're trying to uh navigate with 20 or 30 other pilots wow. in the air and you don't have a lot of maneuverability in a paraglider they're kind of slow lumbering things and and then you've got to work out all these other decisions about should I go over to this ridge or should I go over here? Or is that a bad area where I'm going to hit turbulence and basically just trying to survive for a couple of hours. And so it helped me do a lot of things that were very scary. And I think that translates a lot to when I want to do something in business that's scary, like ask a celebrity to endorse my, my book or wow. invite someone to work with me or go and be on stage uh, or, or go and train in prisons, it, it's actually very helpful. And my aim is to pass that on to my clients. So I think business owners come to me and they say, look, I want to find my edge and I want to ride my edge and I want to stretch mm. myself so that I'm really living. And I try and, you know, and I can relate. I can relate to like all of their fears and what they're going through. And so hopefully there's been a lot of benefit of some of the crazier things that I've done. Yeah. So you, you've said two really important words, even in that fall story. One of them was you said that you were hyper-focused on the wing 
And the other thing that you said was that you leaned into the training that you had already. So it, uh, even in the midst of this dangerous situation, there was some stuff that you that you went through. What what do you say to people who are fearful or people who are business owners who come to you that that are saying, yeah, we want we want our edge. But what about the ones that are just saying, my gosh, I'm totally freaked out by life or my company is is getting ready to scale. It's getting ready to grow and I'm totally not ready for it. What what are some of the immediate lessons that you share? Well, I think it's important to talk about relativity. So, Mm -hmm. you know, an edge for me was jumping off a mountain in Nepal with a paraglider. Uh, An edge for me is having a really tough conversation, like like firing an employee or making a confession where I think someone's going to be really upset with me. Yeah. Um, Don't don't use those as your yardsticks for your edge. (laughs) You may have different edges. And what yeah. we want to do is find that edge and ride the edge. If listeners, if you feel totally comfortable in everything you're doing and there's not a lot of fear or, or nervousness in your life, you might want to start looking at what would edgier look like for me? How could I stretch myself? And you want to find that sweet spot. If you are feeling freaked out and overwhelmed by things and you're having trouble sleeping and just living with a lot of fear, maybe what you want to do is dial it back a bit and come back into that sweet spot. So there's a bit of stretch, but not too much. Uh, if you go too far, you'll traumatize yourself and that's no fun at all. And if you stay too comfortable, you risk regretting when, when you're on your deathbed and saying, Oh, I should have gone. Why didn't I go for it more? Why didn't yeah. I ask for the things I truly wanted? Why didn't I say no to the things that didn't work? for me? Why didn't I be more authentic and, and just take the consequences? Yeah. Why didn't I, why didn't I go for it in, in, in business? Um, I'm doing something now, which is very edgy for me. I decided four months ago, I didn't decide. I just started saying out loud, I've always wanted to get into acting mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe, you know, one day I'd like to move to Los Angeles and really pursue acting. And I started thinking maybe, next year is the time to do it. So I started speaking it. And then someone said, well, why don't you come to this audition with me? I'm going to audition for a play. And if we get in together, we could carpool and, you know, have fun together. And I said, uh, part of me was like, hell no. Yeah. Why would I do that? I haven't even taken an acting class yet. And I don't know how to audition. But another part of me said, oh, this sounds like the universe knocking. This is, this is what you do. Now it was very scary going and reading for a director. Um, but I ended up, they cast me as the lead in this paid production of Dracula. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just spent the last six weeks being, being Dracula, Dracula. and I just, got, wow. I just, I just got my check. And, uh, so now I'm, I, I'm calling myself a, a working professional actor since I, I just got paid, but it's very, <laughs> very scary. And I'm submitting yeah. for like, I think I I submitted today myself for 25 roles around the country. And look, I know it's a long shot. Of course, it's a long, every single thing here is a long shot because I'm a new actor, but Mm. keep playing the law of large numbers, Robert. Yeah. Someone just booked me for a commercial. I couldn't believe it. But I keep on submitting and someone will go, oh, I like the look of this guy. Send me a video. Okay. All right. We're going to have your audition again. 
And um, there's something in there about believing that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely know it's possible. I know it's a long shot. Every one of them is a long shot. But you keep on putting, you know, running those long shots, one of them's going to come through. And then yeah. as you as you keep doing it, you get better at it and you start to build. And then the, these things are less of a long shot. And so you take on more risks. Like, oh, let me stretch myself a little further. That seems to be how the game works. Yeah. So I think you said something very interesting and I want to explore it just a little bit. You talked about pushing yourself, getting to the edge and getting into a space where, where you need to be able to take some some risks. Sometimes those risks are risks that have consequences that could be physically, financially, emotionally. They could be they could have some pretty big repercussions. So you yeah. talked about balance. How yes. do you know what the balance point is? And I know that's a big question. So I'm going to give you a moment to think about that while we go to our commercial. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, do you need time to focus on the income generating activities that grow your business? If so, My Office Professionals is the only agency you should consider. As an Optimum Business Support Agency, we provide virtual administrative support, online group coaching, technology training, graphic design and web design services through our vendor partnerships. We also help you build relationships using send out cards and we offer smart, simple legal coverage through Legal Shield. Contact My Office Professionals today and start growing your business tomorrow. Visit www.myofficeprofessionals.com. If you want to make sure that your business goes just as it's supposed to, if you want to make sure that your business grows, it's time to move away from the model where you try to do everything yourself and you get some additional arms, you get some additional help to make sure that you can scale and manage the projects, manage the amount of clients that you're you're you were supposed to manage. So go ahead and check out Teresa Robertson and her team at myofficeprofessionals.com. So let's jump back over to this conversation with David Wood. So David, you are in this space where you're paragliding, you're doing all of these different things and your goal is to do something new, to grow yourself and stretch yourself, get out of your comfort zone. But sometimes doing things like flying, doing things like motorcycling, doing things that stretch you come with some potential risks and consequences. How do you know what the balance is and how do you know when you should stretch further? Yeah, well, I think I'm the perfect person to ask for this because I was an actuary. And for those who don't know, it's super heavy on statistics and probability mm -hmm. and assessing what could happen up to a hundred years in the future. So that was my life. Yeah. And so, yeah, you don't want to do everything risky. Some, some things don't have any upside. Yeah. You drive a car without a seatbelt. You're an absolute idiot, absolute <laughs> idiot, no upside to it. And massive downside. You smoke cigarettes. Well, I think that's pretty, that's pretty obvious. I can understand why you might do it, but there's, there's just such massive downside and not a lot, not a lot of upside, right? Replace yeah. it with something else. And another example that comes to mind is, um, you know, when I was, I was younger, I did something stupid and it was against the law. And, um, I, I just felt bad about it for years. And finally I tracked down the person involved and I said, look, I want to confess that was me and I want to make it right. 
I could have been prosecuted. I could have gone to prison for that. And I really had to look at what could happen and am I willing to accept those consequences? So here's how you, I'll give you, I'll give everyone an exercise and then how you assess it. So the exercise is right at the top of a piece of paper. What would I do if I was fearless? You don't have to be fearless, but what would you do if, and that'll show you some of the edgier places for you. And you might write down some business things, some uh, relationship things, and maybe you'll have another box for just life and expressing yourself and going for it. And then for each one, you can, you can write, what's the upside? It's so important because sometimes we forget, like say client outreach and you, you're nervous to do it. I ask you, what's the upside? Well, the upside is I could get five amazing clients that I get to change their lives. That's yeah. important for your brain to know. You've got to generate that possibility. Then you ask yourself, what's the downside? Okay, the downside in this case could be uh, I might bother somebody. They might be annoyed uh, and I might feel despondent if no one yeah. says yes. Okay, am I willing to accept the downside possibility for the potential upside? Hell yes. That sounds like something I should do. Like with the audition, downside, I could feel embarrassed and I could feel very uncomfortable and very nervous and not get the role. Yeah. Upside, woohoo, paid professional actor in a play. Okay. <laughs> so it's really important to generate those. And this is why I'm one reason I'm a big fan of coaching because the mind isn't normally good at doing that for us. And it can right. help to have someone external to say, well, let's look at it. What are you afraid of? All right. What good could happen out of this? And then people start getting motivated. They're like, oh, yeah, this could be actually this could be fun. In fact, if I did it this way, I could enjoy the outreach. Right. And we start changing the mindset. So as a a long answer to your question of how to assess uh, if I should do it or not, I think we take risks that do not pay off, which is just crazy, like not wearing a seatbelt. But then when it comes to the things that could make a huge difference in our life, like telling the truth, we tend to overplay the downside and get more wow. too conservative. And I want to push people in that direction. I love that. I love that. So I think one of the things as I, as I transition a little bit here that you're talking about, especially when you're talking about telling the truth, that the word authenticity kind of comes to mind because of that. And a lot of people are scared of being authentic. A lot of people yeah. are scared of showing up as who they are. And you've got this book that says, listen, be who you are and get paid for who you are. Tell us about the the, the central tenet or the central principle in, inside of that book and how people, how that can help people. I do. Well, if it's okay with you, since that book was written more than 10 years ago and it feels like uh-huh. it's a past life, I'd like to talk about my current book that's that's yep. uh, that's now the mini version is, is available right now. And it's called, um, let's see if I can get the right, well, there's the old cover, but it's fine. It's called Addressing the Mouse in the Room mm-hmm. because the elephant is not alone. And yeah. it's all about authenticity. That's what this is about because, see, look, long ago there was a caveman named Grog who um, – was afraid on the hunt. He's still willing to show up, was afraid, and he let people see his fear. And so they said, all right, this guy's not going to be our leader because he's afraid. So Grog learned, I shouldn't show fear. 
Man. And all the little boys in the clan started to catch on. Oh, I shouldn't show fear either, right? It's not going to be good for us. Mm. So come, you know, a few thousand years later or a million years or whatever it is, we, um, we still hide things because we're worried about how it's going to land. Someone might see it as weakness. Someone yeah. may not like us. If I say that I'm annoyed by something, they might get defensive and start attacking. I understand that. I grew up hiding much of myself. The problem is it isolates us. Mm. And then yeah. people don't get the real us and that decreases trust. But, but the people won't know it, but they just won't trust you as much because there's incongruence. I was with somebody yesterday and what was coming out of the person's mouth wasn't matching what they were feeling. And right. all of us around them just felt off and like, I don't know if we can work with this person again. Wow. So I'm a big fan. This book is all about close the gap between who you truly are and what you present to the world. And it does take courage. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. And sometimes it's going to feel awesome when you mm -hmm. are actually honest and someone says, me too. I've been right. feeling like that as well. Or I'm so glad you said that because I sensed something was going on and now, now I'm getting the real you. I think you'll get more money. You'll get more business out of it. You'll get more love, connection, intimacy. This is why I'm writing the book because I believe this can change the world. Mouse in the room. Yeah. That's what the yeah. book's let, let me ask you a little bit of a leading question here. So you've got this book, A Mouse in the Room, Name the Mouse, and we can read the book and close that gap as, as you're talking about. But what else would you suggest as a step that I can take in addition to reading that book that really helps me to close that gap and really be able to step into my authentic me? Yeah, so thank you. It's stepping into that. authentic me. It's also... Yeah being a better leader mm -hmm. because if you're not authentic no one's going to want to follow you right it's the people who are honest i i was sitting with the the chief executive officer of all colorado prisons yesterday he drove an hour any sunday to sit in on our training and he shared something personal wow. with us and the inmates and my respect for him went through the roof i'm like i'm sold on this guy i want to support this guy and his mission and it's because he was honest. What yeah. you can do is you can you can get the mini book. If you go to mouseintheroom.com, you can get the mini book right now. But even better, get coaching. Work yeah. with someone. Say, challenge me. Support me and challenge me. And I, I want to offer to all of your listeners a, a free coaching session. And the reason I do this is because it's how I find the right people to work with long term. So you can go to focus.ceo, that's my website, focus, it's not .com, it's focus.ceo, and scroll right to the bottom and request a coaching session with me and we'll see what you actually need as we go into 2022. And if we're a fit, we'll set up coaching, and if we're not, we'll part as friends. But that's the fastest way I know to close the gap, become a better leader, and to live I call it playing for real. You're mm -hmm. actually playing the game of life for real. And uh, I don't know. I don't know anything better than that. Love it. I love it. David, my goodness, it's been so fantastic to hang out with you. I love the stories that you've shared. And I love the call to action, the call to arms 
for authenticity and for being per- persevering through some of the challenges and taking risks so that we can ultimately be our authentic me and make a difference in the world. Listen, hang out in the green room for just a couple of minutes and we'll wrap this thing up. So I just want to share with everybody at the end of the day, you've got a message to share. You've got a story that you want to give to the world. All right. You want to make sure that your life makes a difference for others. You want to make sure that the experiences that you have make a difference for others. And that difference is not going to happen if you stay inside the room, if you stay inside your own space, if you stay inside of your own comfort zone, you've got to step out. You've got to grab your edge. You've got to move forward. You've got to name that mouse, that mouse that's in the room, as David has said, so that you can fulfill the purpose. And I truly believe that your purpose is to make a difference for somebody else. Listen, your life, the experiences, the situations that you've had don't happen just because somebody hates you. They don't happen just in a vacuum. They happen because they are intended to create your story. And as we say at the end of every episode, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story. Yeah, your story. It deserves a stage. Go ahead and tell it. Your story.